Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Chris, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of my podcast, Chris Behind the Mic. We're already going on to episode number eight now. So this is actually going to be a really educational episode. And the reason I say that is because we're all going to be learning something together. My guest that's joining me is going to be talking about narcolepsy, a sleeping disorder. Now, with that being said, joining me for episode number eight to talk about this is Chantel. Thank you so much for joining me in the studio, Chantel. Well, I'm so excited to be here, Chris. Um, And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to discuss the topic that we're going to discuss today. So obviously this topic is a big deal and something that needs to be discussed. And it's definitely something that is going to be new for all of the listeners. So why don't you start off, Chantel, by talking a little bit about what this sleeping disorder, narcolepsy, really is. Well, for me, narcolepsy is it's a personal lifestyle for me, not specifically because it's not me that has it, but it has impacted my life. So what it is, is the, the dictionary version, I guess, is going to be um, excessive daytime sleepiness. Um, it is a lack of hypocretin, if I'm saying that correctly, um, in a person's brain. So it's technically um, chemical imbalance, um, which controls the sleep and awakeness of of an individual. So when you have lacking hypocretin, or did I say that right? Shoot. Hypocretin, um, it is reduced. There is none um, or... Um, some the individual is lacking it. Uh, so basically, they fall asleep all day long at any point of the day um, in activities, in school, in work, um, and just in the car or anywhere they seem to be. And even just by explaining that, Chantel, we can all see how much of a challenge this must be to live with. And thinking about it from a perspective like mine, for example, driving somewhere to go to like a cottage or something, you might want to stay up with your friends and blast some music. But now that has become such a challenge because living with narcolepsy, you could fall asleep anywhere and it's out of your control, which is the sad part. And on top of that, there's so many fears that come along with that as well. For many of us, we might study for a big test and be all nervous and prepare for it. And many of the people that might live with narcolepsy aren't worried about the test. They're more worried about staying awake during a long period of time. And it's not talked about enough and not many people are educated on it, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the episode. And so when people see someone falling asleep like Davina or something, they might just think, oh, she's just really tired. But there's so much more to that that they obviously don't know about, right? So narcolepsy obviously hasn't impacted you personally, Chantel, but it has changed the way that you're living your life and your lifestyle. So why don't you next up start to explain some of the symptoms that you found your daughter Davina was experiencing? Well, um... When my daughter was 14, uh, she began coming home from school and sleeping right after school. And what was different about this is is she was the kid that woke up at 6 in the morning and would go to bed at midnight and never had naps and drove me insane when when she was a kid. Uh, So as soon as she turned 14, these naps started happening. Then they started happening during family vacations, camping trips. So something definitely was wrong with her and I needed to explore more to find out what was happening with this excessive sleeping all the time. 
And as a mother, I couldn't imagine how nerve-wracking or scary that is, right? Because you obviously don't want to see your child going through something like this and then having to find out that you're going to have to go to the doctor and get medications and stuff. It's definitely a scary time and nerve-wracking, like I said, being a mother. And it obviously wasn't an overnight thing. You had a lot to figure out and you had a lot of doctors to talk to, I'm sure. So what did the process kind of look like for you when you were like, okay, I have to figure this out. I have to go to a doctor. I have to do all these different things. And I'm sure you were overthinking and thinking a lot of different things on top of that as well with the amount of extracurricular activities that Davina was doing at that time. You kind of had to think, now how is all this going to impact all of that? And it's just all these different thoughts. And then you haven't even seen a doctor yet. So it just adds so much stress. So uh, what ended up happening is I took my daughter, her name is Davina, to the doctors Um she was originally um, diagnosed with depression because depression happens differently in teenagers where they do sleep a lot. Uh, so we monitored that for about six weeks or so and the sleeping still was occurring even after being on a antidepressant to try and help her come out of whatever she was in. Uh, so when the sleeping didn't stop, we went back. And Davina at this point was starting to Google doctor herself And she's like, I have narcolepsy. I have all of these symptoms. So a sleep clinic was referred. Uh, So then we, she had to do an overnight sleep study, uh, which then showed that, you know, she goes into REM all the time. Like as soon as she would close her eyes, she was in a REM cycle of her sleep. And we all have different cycles, which is your light, deep REM. And then you have your awake moments. But Davina pretty much is in a REM cycle her whole night. So she dreams pretty much the entire night and that shows that there's so much more to this than just getting diagnosed and bam you have narcolepsy there's obviously so much more that you guys had to do and experience in order to get to this and as you said Davina was googling all these things which is also scary because everyone knows that google can be a scary place when it comes to self-diagnosing yourself or looking at symptoms of something because you always end up finding something that does end up scaring you I've experienced it myself And I'm sure with Davina listing all these symptoms and what exactly narcolepsy is, you're probably thinking, Chantel, like, this is crazy. This is so much to handle, right? And I mentioned a little bit earlier, I couldn't even imagine all the challenges that Davina must have faced at that time, but then also now because she's still experiencing it. And I'm sure you've seen firsthand, Chantel, the type of challenges that Davina must have faced at that age with being so young, but then also she's experiencing so much now because she's living with this. Was there any in particular that you thought this is so difficult to see my daughter have to go through this and see all the struggles that come along with this specific challenge? Um, You know, school was a problem. So many times I would get a phone call that she was on drugs Um, and not just your marijuana. It was, oh, we think she's taken cocaine or other harsh drugs that are slurring her words or making her look... um, sleepy to the point where she looks like she's actually on a drug Uh, so friendships for her have been difficult people um, don't want to hang out with her because she just falls asleep all the time and then with that comes like the trust issues that she has because she does fall asleep so often that she doesn't know who's if somebody's stealing money out of her purse when she's with her friends Um, so for me the impacts are seeing her hurt and can't do anything. I can't do anything about it. Um, And I can just support her and try and, and help her navigate through her life 
with this. And that is the worst and the saddest part is that there's so many people out there that would take advantage. You know, as you said, Davina might be out somewhere and she may have fallen asleep and she might have her purse on, but it might be open. And maybe someone might come by and grab some money or grab something out of there and completely take advantage of the fact that Davina has fallen asleep. But little do they know that Davina's struggling with this sleeping disorder. And that's where I think it's important to mention, as I've talked in many of the other episodes, the importance of realizing that everyone has a story. You don't know what's going on in someone's head. You don't know what challenges they're experiencing or what they're going through. And so it's important not to bully or take advantage. And even to add in on top of that as well, check in on your friends and not necessarily just your immediate friend group, but the community around you. So if you see someone on the street or maybe in your school that might be eating alone at lunch or something, say, hey, how you doing? And check in on them. Talk with them and make them feel welcome. And for someone like Davina, I feel like it would be such a challenge knowing that she doesn't have people to really talk to about this. Of course, she has friends and she has you, Chantel, but there's not many people that are experiencing narcolepsy and not many people, like I said, are really educated on it, which is why I'm so appreciative to have Chantel here educating us on the importance of learning about this. Now, me and Chantel actually talked a little bit while the mics were turned off before we started recording, and there was so much that I learned about narcolepsy that I had no idea about, and it's so much more than just a sleeping disorder. So why don't you talk a little bit about what I mean by that, Chantel, next. Davina would usually say to me um, stuff like, Mom, I can't move my body, and Mom, I can talk to you, but I can't, I have no physical strength in my arms to even lift them. And I was like, this is so bizarre. And and part of me wanted to think she was just making stuff up. Um, but what it ended up being, once we did get the official diagnosis of narcolepsy, was cataplexy, um, which went along with it. Um, and the reason that that stopped during the time that she was on the antidepressants is because apparently those antidepressants um, control the cataplexy. So she wasn't getting the paralyzing functionalities or non-functionalities of her body uh she was just having the sleep and not um being in a paralysis state um during that time and that's crazy to think that that's narcolepsy right because before all of this you were thinking what she's going to the doctor for is to strictly figure out why she's falling asleep it's not impacting anything else it's just changing the way she's sleeping But it's actually clearly impacting so much more than that, right? So being able to stay awake for a long period of time has become very difficult for Davina. But now on top of that, it's harder for her to stand up and be able to move around because it just feels like narcolepsy is pulling her down. And as you mentioned, Chantel, you were trying to tell yourself, I'm sure, like, please tell me that she's just thinking these things or she's not really going through this. But then with all this research and talked to a bunch of doctors, they said narcolepsy isn't just sleeping, but it, like you said, it's impacting her arms and her legs and the way she moves around. I, because of going through this, I, um, I kind of put narcolepsy in the realm of any mental health issue um, or illness, and it's not discussed enough. Um, and mental health issues do come with narcolepsy because of the fact that it is a chemical imbalance in, in the brain. Um, I think the more people know about it and the more awareness is about it, there could be more diagnosis because I believe there's more people with narcolepsy in this world, but don't even know, um, because it is so undiagnosed, uh, in our region currently there's three. 
and my daughter is the youngest um, that's been diagnosed. Everybody else is over the, the age of 50, for, according to our uh, sleep doctor. And um, she has no support whatsoever. And I think if we had um, other people that might may be diagnosed or um, had more awareness, we could get some groups and some work workshops and, and help others to deal with this a little bit better. Three people. That is crazy to think that only three people in our region of Kitchener-Waterloo have narcolepsy. So it's definitely something that's underdiagnosed and something that, like you said, people in the world probably don't even know that they're living with it. And I completely agree with you. It definitely does surround this whole topic of mental health because many of the challenges that Davina has faced because of narcolepsy have really impacted her mental health, as you've mentioned. And taking a second to look at things from Davina's perspective, I couldn't even imagine how difficult it is for her. With, as I mentioned, she's not really able to open up to many people about what she's going through because of the fear of judgment. And that really does, like I said, impact her mental health and makes things very difficult for her. I couldn't even imagine. A big part of um, a lifestyle is routine. Um, you have to have scheduled naps. You have to take your medications on time. Uh, she's on uh, medication throughout the day just to keep her awake. Um, there is some people that I've, in the research I've done take a nighttime uh, medication to sleep to get the restorative sleep that they require. But I would have to say that a routine and scheduled sleep times will make the person um, have a life that they could live or, or try to at least function as a normal person without nar narcolepsy. 100%. And routine is key for everything, right? You want to make sure you always have a routine in place, have some goals set and stuff like that. But with something like this, like you said, in order to live that lifestyle and be able to stay up throughout the day, you want to make sure you get up, take those medications and before bed, take those medications so that you don't run into any problems during the day. And kudos to you, Chantel and Davina, for doing your research and knowing what you have to do. Because I'm sure as a mom, Chantel, you want your best for your daughter. And so you did your research and you knew what you had to do to try and let her have that life that she does deserve. She's had a rough four years, um, but she still managed to graduate high school. Uh, she is talking about going to college. She she really wants a music career. Um you know, she has plans and she has some ambitions in life. Um, and right now I can support her through it. Um, I don't know, always know where to start, but I'm willing to, um, guide her as much as that I can, as much as I can, um, to hopefully have her have a successful and a happy life. And anyone who knows Davina knows how incredibly talented she is. She is so, so, so talented. I can't even describe it in just this one podcast. But she can sing, she can dance, she can make stuff. It's incredible what she can do. And a music career is 100% for Davina. I actually got the opportunity to perform with her in KW Glee. And I always remember it, even at rehearsals and when we hit the stage, she would always smile and look so happy. And so I knew that music was always for her, singing and dancing. So to end off the show today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I've never done this before. I'm going to read a quote that I found with the topic that we just discussed of narcolepsy and mental health and all of that kind of stuff. I found a perfect quote that I wanted to leave you with before I ended the show today. So the quote goes like this. Sometimes we need someone to simply be there, 
not to fix anything or do anything in particular, but just to let us feel like we are supported and cared about. So I thought that would be a great way to end the show and this whole importance of realizing that you don't necessarily have to fix something for someone, but just let them know that they are supported and loved during whatever they're going through. Well, thank you so much, Chantel, for joining me today and teaching all of us, including myself, about the importance of educating ourselves on a sleeping disorder, narcolepsy. And remember that name, Davina, because I feel like we are going to be seeing her name on like a billboard or she's going to be on some big stage with that awesome singing voice. Now, we're not quite done yet. We still have to highlight my first week one of my small business shoutouts. So this week, I'm going to be talking about the business Love for Wiggles and Whiskers. So Love for Wiggles and Whiskers is dedicated to all the animal lovers out there. It is a business of homemade toys, clothing, and accessories for your pets. So the business is owned by Megan Despart, and she's gone through a lot before she realized that this is what she wants to do. A devastating brain injury in 2015 forced Megan to leave her career at the time and complete years of rehab. As a result of this injury, she discovered her new connection with animals. And in 2020, Megan launched her small business, Wiggles and Whiskers. And as an animal lover myself and having a family with two dogs, Packer and Maya, this is such an awesome business, Megan, and I'm so happy you found this new connection with animals. Thank you for not only sharing this amazing business with us, but then also sharing your story and the reason why you chose to start this business. So when you get the opportunity, you can check Megan out on Instagram at love for wiggles and whiskers and place an order for your pets or your animals at www.wigglesandwhiskers.com. Well, that's a wrap of episode number eight of my podcast, Chris Behind the Mic. Thank you so much for finding time to listen. It was definitely a really educational episode. So thank you so much. Chantel especially for joining me and thank you Megan for allowing me to talk about your business for week one of my shout outs always remember you can stay connected with me through social media all my platforms are at Chris behind the mic and if you enjoyed this week's episode feel free to subscribe and follow on whichever platform you're listening on but I'm going to end the show right there and I'm really excited for episode number nine so keep your eyes and ears open for that episode